Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 325 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am here. I am not queer, though. Apples. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but we'll go with it. It rhymed. (laughs) This week, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans, is away on assignment. So in his place, we've got the man... The myth, the legend, direct from the So Wizard Podcast YouTube channel. It's Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news, including a new trailer for a new movie from Disney. And then we're going to talk all about the direct-to-video masterpiece, Beckman. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey, how are you? Uh, well, I watched the movie this week, so I've been better. But I won't <laughs> uh, ruin it. You haven't quit the podcast yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Every one time I add videos. a movie to the list, I'm like, oh, this might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, great to have you on again. What's going on? Yeah, thanks. Um, doing good. Keeping busy, as always. Putting stuff out on YouTube. People should check it out. Yes, they should. <laughs> um, <laughs> as for me, I am fucking cold right now. Did it snow up there yet for you guys? Not yet. It, as we record this, it's supposed to snow at the end of the week. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't. Uh, for those of you living in warmer climates or overseas or international listeners, piss off. Because uh, <laughs> we live in the Northeast. Well, me and, me and Adam live in the Northeast. Aubrey escaped. And it's starting to get really cold. and. I don't know. Like I, I, I have a fan. I have to have a fan going for uh, when I sleep. I, I need the background noise. I have a, a ceiling fan and a box fan that I have running when I'm sleeping for uh, background noise. It helps with my sleep paralysis. If I if I wake up in sleep paralysis, I can hear the the noise and like pull myself out of it. Um, but now we're at the time of year where I have to turn it away from the bed because it's really cold. <laughs> It's a little much. It's a little much right now. I'm sitting here with a sweater on and a long sleeve shirt on underneath and uh, thermal jama bottoms. So it's cold. It's very cold. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. I am going to tell you, since Markellis is not here, where you can find And I am more. borderline useless. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But maybe not borderline, at least. <laughs> where you can find more so wizard podcast so guys uh so wizardpodcast.com is where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews streaming picks so much more so wizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes spotify amazon music or just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts we will be there 
Check out our YouTube channel where you can see Adam Wallyhawk every week putting out tons of content. We've got lots of stuff dropping from uh, the virtual New York Comic Con 2020 as well as a bunch of interviews already up there and more on the way. So check it out. Go to YouTube, search So Is Her Podcast. If you want to monetarily support the show, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash So Is Her Podcast, and you can get extra exclusive episodes when you pledge your support to us. This month, we reviewed LX2048 as well as Glenn Danzig's Veronica and more. Next month, we'll be checking out the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. So definitely jump on board if you want to throw us a little bit of scratch. And uh, that's it. Shout out to all the shows in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Back to me, Joey. <laughs> Aubrey, just jump in with a fake sound drop here. Fools! <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So I, it's, we're a little low tech when Mark's not here, but we're going to go ahead and talk about some news now. We've got news going on, so let's talk news. It's a new Yeah, movie. it's time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the news. First things first, we had a new trailer that dropped Disney's next animated movie. This is Raya and the Last Dragon starring Rose Tico from the Star Wars sequel trilogy as not the dragon, but Raya, I I believe. I'm not sure. But yeah, we got the first trailer, first real look at it. I know this has been in development for a little bit. And I think that at some point they had to completely start over and rejig the storyline. So we'll see how that turns out. But Adam, what did you think of the first look at Rhea in The Last Dragon? Uh, You know, not too bad. Uh, Disney animation, can't really go wrong with that quality-wise. I like that they're exploring different cultures. Like Moana was really cool because it's actually lore. So I'm hoping this is along the same lines. If you were going to give it a score on the, of 0 to 5 on the patented Cult 45, the movie podcast, Give a fuck a meter what would you say? Oh, I'd have to say like a 3, even though I just said nice things about it, because I know I'm not going to go to the theater for it. <laughs> Are you going to go to the theater for anything? I mean, I don't even have theaters at this point, but <laughs> since I have a Disney Plus subscription, I'll just watch it on there. What was the last movie you saw in the movie theater? Uh, I can't remember. Had to be something in like January. Invisible Man? Never saw it. Sonic? Didn't see it. I, I literally do not remember. It's been that long. This is why I have a letterbox. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of Rhea in The Last Dragon? I actually thought it looked really cool. I had seen a uh, article somewhere that it was about the Philippines, but now I'm looking it up. and Because when you said it was Rose Tico, I'm pretty sure she's Vietnamese. And um, so I'm reading about it now, and it's it's kind of a blend of elements from the cultures of the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Malaysia, and Myanmar. Yeah. Oh, big ups (laughs) to Myanmar. All right. (laughs) Woo, woo, Myanmar. Um, So, I mean, it looked really cool, though, so I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Um, Since it's a part of Noah's heritage, you know... um, I don't know. It, it it does seem really cool, though. It's made by the same people that did Moana in uh, Frozen, and both of those movies are really good. So I'm excited to see what they come out with. Awesome. And you? I was pretty disappointed when I saw there was a movie with the words The Last Dragon in the title, and it had nothing to do with the absolute masterpiece classic 80s movie, The Last Dragon. 
And I was, I thought maybe Rhea was on search for the glow. Show enough would be back. I don't know, but it, it wasn't there. I was very disappointed. Um, once I got over my disappointment for that, it, I, I gotta be honest with you. It looked like a Disney movie. Like it didn't look like there was anything there for me, man. Um, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, Oh, thank God the kids have aged out of this. <laughs> Cause I don't have to go see it now. I, we'll probably end up doing it on the podcast. So I'm sure I'll go check it out, um, but I don't have to go see it. So um, that part was good. Um, for me, on the give a fuck a meter, I would say probably a two. Um, I'm always interested in more of an action slant to these types of movies instead of the Disney princess formula. Um, that's why I, I like Big Hero 6 a lot. You know, anything that, that veers off from that that formula of the classic movies that I'm, I don't like so uh you know things like coco a lot of the pixar stuff does that but um uh, we'll see we'll see i I don't know i'm gonna give it a two on the give a fuck a meter aubrey we didn't get your give a fuck a meter score i'm gonna give it a four because i think i give a fuck a little bit more than you guys but i don't completely give a total fuck so i'm gonna (laughs) give it a four (laughs) all right all right all right so raya and the last dragon i have no idea when it comes out because who the fuck knows when anything comes out anymore (laughs) Yeah, supposedly March, we'll see. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> I don't think we'll be going to the movies in March. Uh, Aubrey, what was the last movie you saw in the movie theater? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Bloodshot? I didn't mm-hmm. see that in the theaters. <laughs> Three stars, it says Mark Ellis Reagan. <laughs> so was her butt. <laughs> oh my goodness, I have no idea what the last movie I saw was. Uh, Invisible Man? Yes. So I know you didn't yep. see Sonic. So I saw it on Fire Stick. Yeah, so it had to have been The Invisible Man. Well, mine was Sonic until about four or five weeks ago when my daughter and I went to see Tenant. So thank God I got one more movie in before the end of the year. <laughs> you had to cross state lines to even do that, didn't you? Yes, so had to go down to Connecticut for that. But oh, and Now Regal's closing for the rest of the year, so that's going to make it even more difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about taking the kids to go see uh, Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary, but it's just... I don't know, man. I'm willing to put my life on the line for the podcast for a new movie, but a movie I have on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and eight millimeter reel to reel film and Viewmaster and that I could sit here and recite to you. I don't know. It's really worth COVID for that, but enough about us in the movies. Let's move on to the next story. Aubrey, this one has your name all over it. Netflix today announced a live action Assassin's Creed movie based on the video game and not the movie that already came out starring Michael Fassbender. Uh, I know that you love video game adaptations, so I had to get your opinion, Aubrey. What do you think about Netflix making an Assassin's Creed movie? Um, I am just so thrilled. It's my favorite genre of movies, and I'm always all for Every time uh, somebody decides to do something like this. Do you think uh, Mila Jovovich will be in this? That would make it so much better. (laughs) And and Tom Cruise. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, I would go to the midnight release of it. Did you uh, play the games at all? Were you into big into the games? I So I started playing the games, but I played them on PC, so they were a little bit more difficult. So then I stopped playing the games, and then I played a little bit of Black Flag, and then I stopped. So on the give a fuck a meter, that's going to be a what, zero? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Even after The Witcher was okay? Um, yeah, even after The Witcher. Because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like The Witcher as much. I didn't either. <laughs> Other than that one chick was so hot. Um, Adam. Was, yes, Yennefer. Ass, I mean, ass everybody was Creed. everybody was all about The Witcher too, and all I could hear is Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. that was me trying to get through six episodes of it. <laughs> yeah, you had Adam. to before it made any sense. Sorry, ass ass ends Creed. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, video game adaptations have never been good. That movie was unwatchable, and this is actually—it looks like it's going to be a series which kind of gives them more room to actually tell the story, but they have to have a good story to tell. And right now it's just an announcement that it even have a showrunner or someone writing it. So there's really nothing to latch on to. I did play almost all of these. I played all the core games. I didn't play their like weird spinoff cell phone games. So I have a lot of hours banked in the Assassin's Creed world. And it's cool because it delivers a lot more real history than you'd think. But I don't know how they're going to do a show that's like educational, but also based on stabbing people in the neck. Well, it would make me want to learn. If they pulled it off, it's it's a, a rich world for storytelling. Like it's a cool catalyst to tell the story. But the stories have been being told for the last 13 years. Just go there. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, on the give a fuck a meter, what do you rate Assassin's Creed from Netflix? Uh, feeling optimistic, like a one and a half. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <Yes. laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, I got to say, I, I agree with Aubrey that most video game adaptations are terrible. However, the first Mortal Kombat movie is awesome. The second Mortal Kombat movie is a bad movie masterpiece. Uh, and the Netflix Castlevania adaptation is awesome. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have to see what they do with it. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never really played Assassin's Creed. I had the first one for Xbox 360, and I think I played like five, ten minutes of it. It was another one of those games like Gears of War that I bought multiple times. I think I might have got a free copy when I worked there, and I couldn't even get 15 minutes into it. I kept like falling off a building into like a hay cart or some shit. Um, And then uh, it was such a big hit that there were tons of copies out there. So there was always cheap used ones. I think it got down to like six, seven bucks at one point with your discount was probably like $4. So I rebought it a bunch of times because I'm like, man, if this keeps getting sequel after sequel after sequel and people are so into it, there must be something here. And I just could never get into it. So unfortunately, not a big Assassin's Creed fan movie-wise. I did like that if you put the stickers right on the box, it would just say ass-ass on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I mean, for me, give a fuck a meter, I'd probably say like a two and a half. I have like zero. I'm not excited. I'm not angry. Like I said, Castlevania and Netflix, pretty awesome. So hopefully they go that route. Obviously it won't be animated, but uh, it could be terrible as well. So who knows? Two and a half on the give a fuck a meter for me, but uh, I'm sure we'll check it out for the podcast. So you're already paying for it. <laughs> That's right. I already get Netflix. So on to the next news story. We've got big casting news from the MCU. The last piece of the puzzle for our Disney plus Marvel new characters. And we got a Miss Marvel casting. Um, did you guys see the Miss Marvel casting? Did you care about that at all? I I didn't see it. Oh, uh, Adam. I I didn't see it. I just know it's not the person they used as the basis for her in the video game that just came out. Yeah, it wasn't much of a news story because it's a girl that's literally been in nothing. 
So, I mean, it's exciting that she was cast, but otherwise, like, there's nothing to talk about because, like, who the fuck even knows? She could be the worst actor or the best actor. We don't, we don't know. She's never been anything. So, um, we got uh, She Hulk, which we talked about a few weeks ago, which is the girl from Orphan Black. All about that. Now we have Moon Knight, which is going to be Oscar Isaac, who we might know as Poe from The Force Awakens, uh, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Or we may know from uh, Ex Machina, which was another, it was an actually fantastic movie that he was in um adam what do you think of oscar isaac as moon knight i love oscar isaac i love everything he's in and i was surprised to see him going back on a deal with disney because he was very vocal about being unhappy with his last deal with disney but i guess they have all the ip and all the money so what else are you gonna do hey private school ain't cheap right are you a fan of moon knight the character I really don't know much about Moon Knight. I always get him confused with the uh, Batman character. Was it Azrael? Azrael, who looks kind of like him? You're not even in the same universe. Not, I know they're not the same thing at all, but that's how little I know about Moon Knight. Okay. Okay. All right. But uh, all in on the show? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out. All right. Aubrey, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. What do you think? I'll take it. He's <laughs> nice to look at. <laughs> even with the beard? Um, The beard's a little weird. I don't, I don't know if I like the beard. Maybe if he, like, shaved the beard a little bit down so it was still, like, rugged looking, but not, like, full beard. Just a little stubble. I, I mean, I don't know how much of his face we'll be seeing with that costume, but, you know, whatever. You a big Moon Knight fan or have zero idea what that is? I know who he is, but I don't know much about Like, I know what character he is and what he kind of does, but I don't know too much about him. Uh, I trust their judgment. Right, right. That, and that's something we always seem to come back to with these stories is that they've earned the right to do weird stuff and cast people that you don't expect because they have an awesome track record. Even just Disney Plus with uh, The Mandalorian uh, being awesome. like You, you kind of trust them at this point for this type of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the casting. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I, don't, I think if you haven't seen him in anything other than Star Wars, you might not get how good an actor he's, <laughs> he is, but he's a really good actor. Um, Moon Knight has uh, split personalities. There's a lot of cool stuff they can do with the character. Um, I'm excited. I, I've read a lot of Moon Knight stuff back in the day. He's always I've always been a fan of those weird B and C characters. So when they would get their own series, I would always pick them up and stuff, especially back in the 90s. He kind of had a big renaissance. So I, I'm pretty excited for this. Um, I know my daughter is uh, really excited for this because <laughs> she loves Oscar Isaac. <laughs> so it's enough to even give uh, Rise of Skywalker a good grade. So. <laughs> I also like that uh, Jeremy Slater, who did the Netflix adaptation of Umbrella Academy, is writing it. So that's big credentials because that show is way better than the source. Yeah. God. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like we're all in on this. I got to see some more casting. A lot of this stuff, I feel like, it, like we, and we talked about this before, Aubrey, it's it's almost hard to get excited, super excited about it because I don't know when the hell are we ever going to see this? Everything yeah. Is there even out. like a an idea of when it's coming out or is this just like, Hey, we just put this person in this, this role and now we'll see what happens. I think the original plan was for She-Hulk, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight to be 2021 slash 2022 series. But who knows at this point, because Black Widow pushed back to summer, which pushes back Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I, I just, I don't even know. I don't know when the hell we're going to see. And that's what makes it a little hard to get excited about some of these Marvel announcements is they're announcing stuff so far out that it's just like, we haven't, 
we haven't even seen a trailer for Eternals yet, and that movie's done. It's in the can and sitting on the shelf. <laughs> like, come on, get it out. Um, so it's hard to get excited so much about stuff like this or the Nick Fury show we talked about. But So let's wrap up the news with one last story. Ladies and gentlemen, the Power Rangers are coming back to the theaters. They're getting a movie reboot and a live-action TV show that will tie into the movies in a new cinematic universe from the writer and director, Jonathan Intwistle. I have no idea who that is. Uh, apparently, he did something called The End of the Effing World, and I'm not okay with this. It sounds like things Adam would watch. They're both on Netflix, and they're both really good. <laughs> okay. There you go. I was going to say either Adam or Mark. Mark Amanda. Wendell. Amanda is screaming at her <laughs> podcast player right now <laughs> at how uncultured we are. But um, <laughs> So, Adam, Power Rangers, coming back to theaters, are you excited? No, not at all. Do you have any like nostalgia for Power Rangers or love for Power Rangers? In any way, I shape, watched or form? the first two iterations when it came to the U.S., um, and I think it was more just when you were a kid, you'd put on your kid's station and just sit through all of it. I remember right, liking it, kid. but I never loved it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like they just tried this, and they kind of need to let it go, and I also feel like kids loved it because it was cheesy and bright and new, and no one, well, maybe not no one, most people were not there for the quality of Power Rangers, so throwing like Marvel-sized budgets at it is only going to make it harder for it to succeed. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Aubrey, how about you? Power Rangers. This is right up your alley. You're a 90s kid. I, I am, and I was a Power Ranger for Halloween. So this Last is, year. <laughs> this, this is 100% my realm. We went to uh, Power Rangers Live one year oh wow yeah so uh i really liked the last adaptation of power rangers and of course i i really like the old movies too because i think that they're hysterical with ivan news um i'm kind of sad that they're redoing it because i really did like the last one that came out so i don't i don't know i don't know which series they're gonna go with i know it said that they were gonna be doing it parallel to the live series which series because there's like samurai night and then there's the one in the 90s and a thousand more so i don't quite know which one they're going with i think it's an entirely new one i think they have one guy doing a movie leading into a series and just launching a whole new power rangers i don't know and there's so many already right it'll probably lean real heavy on uh mighty morphin i think because that's the one everybody knows so See, that, that's the one that I liked. So why not just... Like, they did that with the last one, too. The last one was Mighty Morphin. And so why not just... I don't know. I liked the last one, so I don't see the point in redoing it. Don't fix what, what's not broken. <laughs> All right. Well, I did like the last reboot movie. Um, I didn't love it, but it was way better than I expected it to be, um, which probably got it bit more points than it should have for me because I just expected it to be shite and it wasn't terrible. But it was definitely not what I want from Power Rangers. I mean, for me, and I'm older than both of you guys, so this is sad, but I was in high school when Power Rangers came, first came out and me and my friends would run home every day uh, to watch it because it was right up our alley. It was 
cheesy as fuck. It was ridiculous. It had bad, terrible special effects. The splicing of the footage. We had like 1970s uh, Sentai footage spliced with brand new footage. And it looked, you could tell, and it was great. The Yellow Ranger suddenly became a man when they turned into power. <laughs> it was fantastic. So yes, I, I definitely have some nostalgia and love for it. But that's what I want from uh, Power Rangers. Um, I want... I want cheesy butt rock uh, songs. I want karate and bad like fireworks explosions. I want rubber monsters and people in robot suits. Like that's what I want from this. I wa- I don't want it to wink at the camera either. That's the other thing. Like I, I don't want it to be a wink at the audience thing and be like, haha, isn't this so cheesy and fun? Like I want it to just be earnest and fucking be Power Rangers. That's what I want. Be don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's a reason why God twenty something years later we're still talking about Power Rangers and it's not because of a gritty reboot where uh, Becky G talks about coming out to her parents as a lesbian Um, it's because of giant rubber monsters fighting people in robot suits so that's what I want from Power Rangers and that my friends is going to do it for the news so so that's going to do it for the news and now we're going to jump right into our review of Beckman So guys, let's talk a little bit about Beckman and what this is. I know that sometimes I pick these movies and (laughs) I know in advance that this is going to tank our numbers because, you know, people want us to talk about movies they've seen or at least heard of. And when I first saw the trailer for this, there was no way in hell we were not doing it on the show. So um, this is from Pure Films. Is that the right place? (laughs) Whoever that is. Well, you may know from making the God's Not Dead trilogy, which is a very Christian um, film company. They make low-budget, like, direct-to-video movies, basically, um, for Christian audiences. Uh, and that's fine. I'm not here to denigrate anybody's religion, but, you know, there's a, it's low-budget, and usually they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> and they decided to make a direct-to-video action movie that's a riff on John Wick. And when I saw this, I said, God damn it, we need to watch this. So, Aubrey, can you tell us what Beckman is about? Beckman is about a contract killer becomes a reverend of a church in L.A. until a cult leader and his minions kidnap his adopted daughter. Blinded by vengeance, he cuts a bloody path across the city. The only thing that can stop him is his newfound faith. Right. Um, This movie also has a lot of, um, it's that guy in it. So uh, (laughs) the main one being uh, Polly from the Rocky movies, who I would have sworn was dead, but uh, is apparently in his 80s and still acting. So I thought he was, that was dead too. Yeah, that's fantastic. But we're going to go with non-spoiler to start. Aubrey, <laughs> what did you think of Beckman? This was the worst movie I have seen all year. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I, I, there aren't even words. I hated this movie so much. <laughs> I knew you were going to hate it. That's why I removed it from the list of movies you could beg out of reviewing for the year. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Wow. Okay. Um, Adam, how about you? I loved it. (laughs) You're kidding. I love John Wick. I love Taken. You put them together. I mean, come on. You are kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding. This was awful. (laughs) Thank you. I panicked for a second. (laughs) 
I wanted to keep that ruse going, but you sounded actually alarmed. I was very alarmed. The most shocking thing, this was put out by Universal. (laughs) Well, um, you know, going back to the company that made it, those movies, they make them cheap and they make money at the theaters. Uh, You know, people people that are looking for, say, like, quote unquote, wholesome uh, entertainment, they don't have a lot of outlets sometimes. So, you know, if you can make a decent to good movie, they're going to make money. I mean, you can make a movie like God's Not Dead for a couple million bucks and make a 30, 40 million dollars at the box office. You're doing well. So, I mean, th- there is money to be made there. So that's kind of why you start to see uh, bigger studios jump on that stuff. This was supposed to be a theatrical release, but of course, COVID happened. Um, I also watched the movie and I got to say that uh, our God is an awesome God. He <laughs> in heaven above um i actually liked it more than i thought i would was it everything you were hoping for because i know you look for the movies that are so bad they're good right and and i'll get into that a little bit in a few minutes but um no (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) what i was looking for really um it was a borderline competent direct-to-video action movie with a little bit of church thrown in in the middle so i I did not find it to be competent (laughs) We'll get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was better than I thought. It was better than I thought it would be. So I'm not saying I liked, loved it or like even maybe liked it, but I, it was better than I thought it would be. So it, this is a really hard movie to discuss without spoiling. So we're just going to jump right into spoilers. Uh, Aubrey is going to imitate the sound drop. <laughs> and we are going to spoil Beckman. That's the wrong sound drop. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's your spoiler alert. Oh, boy. Aubrey, do you listen to this show? Barely. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Let's start with things we liked. Uh, Aubrey, it doesn't sound like there's anything you liked about this movie. Could you find anything in Beckman that you enjoyed? I liked that he killed the human trafficker. (laughs) But not... Fat William Baldwin. No, I I was like, what the is that a Baldwin brother? And then of course I look it up, and his character doesn't even come up when you Google Beckman. <laughs> so you have to do some digging to actually find that it is a Baldwin brother. And so I felt relieved that I figured out that it was in fact a Baldwin brother. That was it. That was the only thing you liked in the movie. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> Adam, how about you? Uh, not much. I mean, it was. Tough because I either thought it was going to be so horrendous I could laugh, but it was almost, I mean, I don't want to use the word good in this movie, but it was almost too good to just laugh at for being bad. Not that it was good, it was just better than a train wreck. Right. Uh, I guess they tried with the action and it was kind of like watching a network TV show fight scene. <laughs> I'm really trying here. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh... The uh, the actual priest who he kind of took over the guy's church i actually like that actor he was good in um planet terror he's good in lost too he was good in lost yeah he was a helicopter pilot right yeah and i like that paulie's still Smoothie eating for like for maybe five minutes and then died yeah <laughs> he had other shit to do Come yeah on. uh it was funny because he was an executive producer so <laughs> Oh, he showed up for one day on set. That's it? That's all you liked about it? Every now and then I felt like it was trying to be its own movie, but then it would almost lift dialogue from either Taken or John Wick, and it went right back down. Oh. I guess it's not something I liked as much as an observation, but... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You guys are so negative. Are you going to come up with more than that? Yes, actually I am. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Uh, things I liked about this movie. Um, I did think some of the action sequences were okay. Um, I think they were maybe like one step above an episode of NCIS. <laughs> They were trying. Uh, a lot of this movie, I give it like like an extra score because I feel like they were trying really hard. <laughs> they tried their best. This is like a at least you tried like kind of because <laughs> this is not a type of movie you associate with like a Christian uh, movie studio. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 going outside of their comfort zone to try something different. That is true. It, it was so, not so preachy, right? Well, it was a little bit, but it wasn't. Um, so I was, I, you know, trying to give them extra points for trying. The action was not horrendous. That was my first con- my first concern whenever I watch any kind of action movie is that the I, the action is gonna be poorly shot. Like that just ruins everything. Uh, Charlie's Angels 2019 is a good example of that. A movie that should be a two and a half out of five, but the action is so badly shot it drops down to a half star. Um, this was not horrendously badly shot. Uh, one thing that is funny is you can tell that the weaponry is all, um, for the most part, most of it is all airsoft rifles <laughs> or replicas. Um, and I, I, I didn't pick up on that, but once I was reading about the movie online and somebody pointed it out, and uh, then I couldn't unsee it for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. They're like, this marking on the Uzi is, is on a replica. And, and there was a lot of added like CG blood. I was really shocked that they showed um, as much violence as they did. Me too. I thought you were going to get that one scene in the beginning and that would be it until like maybe the final showdown. Right. So I, I, I'm not going to say I hated the movie because it, it wasn't horrendously bad. And, and I think part of it is because between the three of us, I've watched a lot of really fucking awful movies. Oh, you seek them out. I know. So, um, you know, there's a lot of really bad action movies out there. And this is not even close. To, this isn't like fucking one armed executioner or something like this isn't even close to like some of the shit I've seen. So um, it was borderline competent. That's the best thing I can say about it. I was never super bored watching it there were we'll get into this in a few minutes but there were a couple like leaps of logic that were a little rough i did enjoy that uh former wwe diva uh summer ray showed up as a strangely extremely hot assassin for like five minutes she was like the red-haired uh assassin girl that showed up to kill him oh okay okay yeah yep um but yeah i mean It, there, there's not much to really like get into because for like good because it's just like oh it's competent oh it's all right um, that was kind of my sh- issue with it though is that it wasn't good enough to be good but it wasn't bad enough to be bad good it was just kind of bland right but at least it wasn't boring that's the best thing I can say about it because I I'm there are times when movies are supposed to be so bad they're good but they're just not that the movie is just fucking boring and then it's nothing I wasn't ever bored watching it um. So I guess that's something. But Aubrey, let's talk about what you didn't like. What didn't you like about Beckman? Let me roll out my list. (laughs) (laughs) Move number 340, armbar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so first of all, the the main guy is a founder of this film production studio. I looked of course. It up. David A.R. <laughs> White. He needs to retire because him moving through the screens looked he he's very stiff. <laughs> he's he not an athletic move. man. <laughs> yeah. He's not athletic. He is not flexible. There is no way he can sell to me that he was an ex-hitman, especially with like how horrible of a job he did at anything 
I think any disarmament, any fighting back, any action scene was awful to me. It was painful to watch because they did not sell it at all that he was an actual ex-hitman. The flip phone thing, like, <laughs> are, that sounded like the the chick from Harry Potter. Are you ready to give back to the network? Like it, it sounded like uh, McGonagall from from Harry Potter. I think that that's where their entire budget went was getting her to just say those couple of words. Like, how did that girl, first of all, fit in a barrel? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like they said, she was being. It's somehow she's dead. He just is like whatever. She's dead. Goes through just trying to kill these people for no reason, even though she's already dead. And then in the end, he finds out she's alive and she's somehow stuffed in a barrel alive with no air because she's being punished. And that's like the end of the movie. That was so stupid. I loved that when he said she's being punished in the barrels, he like knew exactly what that meant and ran straight there. It's like, (laughs) how do you have a context for this? Yeah. And there's just this random horse there. I don't know. There's one horse on an entire (laughs) ranch. There is one horse. Takes a long time to get everybody up to that fire. (laughs) Yeah. and, And for somebody who's running a cult, that's a very small cult. Cults are supposed to be a lot bigger than that. You can't have a cult with just a couple of followers. That's oh no, he's going to hurt the leader. <laughs> yeah, like that just <laughs> there's what like seven people there. It there's less than ten. And I just don't feel like that that doesn't sell it to me at all. Um William Baldwin was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I think he knew exactly what kind of movie he was making when he shows up in a weird scarf. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the chick that's supposed to look like the girl with the dragon tattoo, Kara, like, she could have done without her. Uh, that I don't whole, even remember who that is. The, the chick with no eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was really stupid. Like, I just want to talk. I just want to... Like, who the fuck are you? They Why kept shoehorning in characters, like, late in the movie just to fit, like, checkbox tropes. Yeah, I did. I, I hated that. The the kid that um let the, uh, the other dude punch him in the face, and then he, like, lives in a storage unit jail. What are the, what's the point of those bars, by the way? Because you already are in a storage unit. So why do you need the jail-like look to it? So you can open the door and they won't attack you. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just made it made sense. You have a storage facility um, bay door over jail cell bars. If somebody is going to open up that bay door, you're trapped behind jail cell bars who's gonna like if i was going to kill somebody and i went to the storage unit because i'm like haha they got a safe house in the storage unit i'll open up the bay door just a little bit and shoot the fuck out of you because you're stuck because there's jail bars there i i don't know i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> and and how did this girl find beckman in the first place like i, I didn't quite understand that part because the intro took so long to get through. <laughs> yeah, she was I looking thought, for the original reverend that died. How did she know him? I, I, I think she said it was her uncle or something. Yeah, I think it was an uncle she hadn't seen in years. Uh, I like that and he it just, started twice. 
then like she just somehow trusts him and is like, yeah, I'll live with you. You know, I was just abused and I'm scared of everybody, but you know, I'll trust you. I don't know you, but I'll trust you. I'm not going to try to reach back out to my family or anything. I'm just going to live with this weird, strange man who has no wife. <laughs> that seems legitimate. And for an abused teenage girl, that's, that seems about right. Yeah. Maybe he has a secret girlfriend that nobody knows about, like Mark Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just... Don't bring her to BingCon and they'll break up. Yeah. I hated hated this movie so much <laughs> it is hands down going to be my least it, my my top worst movie of the year wow it has okay. beat out Capone it has beat out everything I've seen this year it's so bad I hated it wow worse than it's Artemis Fowl it made me angry. At least Artemis Fowl had like cool effects to it and stuff. <laughs> this had nothing. This was like I took a video camera in my backyard and was like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not too far from the truth. Yeah. All right, Adam. <laughs> let's let's yeah. hear it. What didn't you like about Beckman? Aubrey covered a lot. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I have a note that says the editor had some serious heavy lifting to do. And I think that was the only way the fight scenes looked like fight scenes. Uh, Cause like she was saying, the actor was just not capable of like even basic moves. Um, and even in the context of the story, I never bought that Beckman was like a John Wick level assassin. Like he, he was just very not capable. Yeah. I mean, he got his ass beat a lot. <laughs> I thought it was weird when he brings the original priest, the 350 grand and like they're setting up this priest story that he's back on his bills and his church is failing and he's praying to God. Like I need to keep this open. I want to help these few people who are left and he gets all this money and he's like, okay, I'll just pay my bills and then burn the rest. It's like, why didn't you pay your future bills or donate <laughs> to a charity or help people? Like they had eight people in the church. How are they keeping a church? In dirty LA money. Open? I guess, but dirty money. All right. I didn't like that every time it tried to be its own movie, it would say, oh man, I just watched John Wick again last night and they called him (laughs) Baba Yaga. So we have to call him. (laughs) They just kept trying to get back to that and they wouldn't stop. I loved uh, Billy Baldwin's speech at the end where it was clearly multiple takes run together and the editor should have chosen one. (laughs) But they just let it all run. I mean, he had to say, take her 30 different ways. It was amazing. And I feel like it was filmed in the late 90s. (laughs) The cars, the phones, his dye job, everything. Are you you done kicking the movie now? Yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, and the, uh, the kid who gave him the speech about turning the other cheek... They probably should have picked a kid who looked like he could hold his own in a fight if that's going to be his message. All right, sorry, you can go now. All right, all right. Um, well, one thing I, I noticed when watching the movie was that the girl who comes to live in his church that gets kidnapped again was one of the two young girls in The Walking Dead back in the day that um, Carol shot. Oh, the look at the flowers girl? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I kept being like, where do I know that fucking girl from? And then I looked at her IMDb and it said Walking Dead. But like, to be fair, there's been like a million people on that. And you watch a bad movie and you're going to stumble on somebody that was like Negan Savior's backup guy, number 372. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't think anything of it. But over time, it just like occurred to me like, holy shit, that's that girl. That's what happened to her. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you guys covered a lot of it. Uh, this is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they're trying, as I said in the things I like, they are trying something way outside their wheelhouse. And I just feel like maybe they should have gotten more help. They should have maybe got a competent actor that can do the action. <laughs> yeah, even I, I didn't have man. a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't have a, actually didn't have a problem with the guy as the character when he's not doing action stuff. Um, even when he's the gunplay wasn't bad, but any of the hand to hand stuff is so clearly like over choreographed. And and I mean, again, they're all trying their their best. So I, I feel bad like putting it down. Everyone's trying their best, but um, you can tell you, it, it's a lot of times. And I, uh, Adam, you watch combat sports. So when somebody tries to cross over from, I don't know, like basketball into boxing or wrestling for like CM Punk, when he tried to go from wrestling into UFC, you can see them the gears turning in their head while they're fighting. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, okay, this is happening. Now this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I could see while watching it, the main actor, like playing out the choreography in his head as they're doing it. It never looked fluid. And that could be down to editing. That could be down to directing and it could be down to stunt work, but the fights when they went hand to hand, never felt competent enough for me to be happy on a rehearsal time either. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't, you know, they filmed these quick and dirty, but it it was noticeable. If you're, that's going to be one of the cruxes of your movie, then that's something you need to focus on. Um, I feel like he's one of those guys that's like, Hey, I'm really cool. Look at me. Do like this John wick, like loves Jesus type movie. (laughs) And look at my real cool moves. That's cool, right? That's cool, right? Um, I didn't have a problem with the religious factor because I knew what we were getting coming in. But it was like the movie starts and then it's religion for like a half an hour. And then it just becomes a generic 90s action movie until the very end of the movie again. So it's like, oh, my religion. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um, another thing I didn't like about it was he gets is it, just the logic of everything. He gets the speech from the kid about turning the other cheek. Then he goes to the was it a strip club or like the, the most like PG G rated strip club on earth? No, it was an Italian restaurant or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was like a whatever restaurant where they ran the human trafficking out of the back. Right. So he goes and talks to the guy, and they're like, "Okay, your debt's paid as long as you don't do anything." To this guy, and he kills him. Yep. But then when he gets the main guy of the cult at gunpoint, he doesn't kill him. So yep. why did he turn the other cheek for him, but not the first guy? It would have made sense if that happened. And then he had the speech with the kid. And then he went to William Baldwin. Like doing those two things out of sequence like that it made zero sense. Like it didn't make sense. Like why did he do that? Especially when he saw I mean, all the other victims of the cult, like these women who are about to be burned or whatever was going on. Right. Like, well, this is the guy I'm not going to act on. Right. Um, so, like, I, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I, I understand why you would shoot a human trafficker and kill them. But I'm just saying, like, in the context of the story, it, it made no sense the way it was put in order. Um, the other thing that drove me insane was they would have chapters. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, chapter one, Beckman. And, yes. But the when you do that, like, they should all be the same length. You know what I mean? Like, so you watch... Pulp Fiction and and those and God, we're not trying to compare Beckman to fucking Pulp Fiction, but those <laughs> sequences are all about the same in length. 
So you're like, okay, end of this part, start of this part, end of this part, start of this part. So it makes sense. If you're going to do that, it has to make sense. This would be like chapter one, 10 minutes, chapter two, half an hour, chapter three, 45 minutes to an hour. Then then, then nothing happened. It, 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 there was no chapter four for like the longest time. Then all of a sudden it was chapter four. Like It also doesn't make sense for just a linear story. Like there wasn't a lot of moving pieces we had to keep track of. We were following one guy. Right. So if they were showing things, you know, this is this part, this is that part, great, but they didn't. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is what it is. It's a If you, like me, enjoyed very bad direct-to-DVD or direct, at the time direct-to-VHS uh, action movies, um, you will find some things to like here if you can stomach the religious aspect, which honestly, outside of um, a couple beans in church, I didn't even think it was that heavy-handed uh, religion-wise. I, I did find it hilarious, the the black woman that was in their church, she gets killed. <laughs> and that's not funny, but like, like, like that's it. Like, like the human traffickers show up to take uh, Lizzie from the walking dead back and they hit her with the butt of the gun. Now, any other action movie under the sun that just knocks somebody out. doesn't matter who you are. You get knocked out and you're fine afterwards. This woman, she's dead. <laughs> For really no reason. And it's just dismissed. Right. And it's just dismissed. Like, Oh, well they killed her. And that that's was it. It's never mentioned again. Yeah, it's never mentioned again. So speaking of not um, mentioning yeah. things, how does he live with this girl for three years and he's like her savior, gets her off drugs and adopts her and everything, and she never once mentions, Oh, by the way, like it's a total surprise when they come back for her. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of why, <laughs> why, why is they this not happening? Came back for her. Like what what's so special about her that they came back for her? Maybe she knitted William Baldwin's scarf. Yeah. <laughs> he needed yeah. another one. He needed another scarf. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that's what I can say about it. I didn't hate it as much as you guys, but it was uh, kind of like a not so great direct to video action movie from the nineties. So I was a little disappointed because I wanted it to be like the fucking room of action movies. And I didn't get that. Um, but then I, I would have also been pleasantly prized or cheering for it. If it had somehow been able to be like a hidden gem, like, wow, this is, was, that was awesome. I cannot believe they pulled it off. Um, and we didn't get either of those. We just got a meh. Bleh. And they killed the one black person in the whole movie. <laughs> That's the only time you'll have an entire movie set in Los Angeles with only one person of color in the entire movie. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, Polly can get back to the nursing home. Let's wrap it up and tap it up. Aubrey, what do you got for a score? Zero out of five for Beckman. Five being the best and zero being the worst. It is a zero. <laughs> Legitimately the worst movie I've seen all year. Wow. Uh, Adam. Like a two. That's crazy. Like that a is two. just so bland. It's so lukewarm and... It's just nothing. That's why you're here for Mark. <laughs> but a zero would at least feel some way about it. I'm going to forget that I watched this by like Thursday. I'm not going to Adam? forget it. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, Aubrey, I'm going to give it a two as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel it's not a good rating. <laughs> no, I feel about the same way as you, Adam. I'm barely going to remember this a few weeks from now when we're making our, I know Aubrey already has it as the worst movie of the year, but we're making our end of the year list. This isn't going to be anywhere close to either of them. It's borderline competent. There are some things to like action wise. I, I mean, I didn't hate it. That's the thing. Like I watched it and I didn't hate it the whole time I watched it. There was never a point where I was like, Oh Jesus Christ, is this almost over? Fuck this movie. Like 
I'm sure Aubrey was the whole time. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was just kind of there, you know, and I, it, but it wasn't good enough to be a two and a half. I wouldn't say it's just a generic movie that any random person can watch. I think if like me, you do have a bit of nostalgia for bad direct to video action movies, you might find something to like in it, but it's not great. It's, it's not so bad. It's good either, which is what I was looking for. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed there, but that's it for me. Two out of five. That does it for Beckman from pure films. Aubrey, let's wrap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners. What do you got? Uh, don't watch Beckman. Yeah, pretty much. Don't watch Beckman. Don't listen to these two. It's not even a two. <laughs> At best, I could say a one. <laughs> but it's not, nowhere near a two. All right, I'll give it a one and a half. Okay, I'll forgive you. I got nothing else. I've done nothing this week. All right. Uh, Adam, how about you? Uh, it's been out for a little while now, but I'm going to recommend people watch Utopia on Amazon Prime. It's not amazing, but it's also not bad, and they do some interesting things, and we're kind of in a content desert anyway, so you might as well jump on it. Awesome. And what's coming up on YouTube in the next few weeks? Uh, today, I have The True Adventures of Wolf Boy going up. It's a, uh early screener <laughs> we got. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a supernatural movie at all. It's about a kid who has, I can't remember the name of the disease off the top of my head, but where you grow hair everywhere. Oh, Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's a real disease, and it's this kind of coming-of-age story for a kid who has it and how he copes with it. Well, they sure picked the right podcast to send that screen or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be really heavy-handed PC messages the whole time, which there is a bit of that. But um, I think because they had – it was the main kid from It, and he was also in Defending Jacob and uh, okay. Midnight Special. That kid's a really good actor, and I think that's why I could get through it. Okay. He elevated it. Cool. Well, we'll definitely look forward to that. I will recommend that everybody goes to sowizardpodcast.com, where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. Sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Obviously, as we just mentioned, check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Sowizard Podcast. Tons of free exclusive content on there. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can get exclusive episodes of the show, as well as... Uh, uh, reviews of movies that we're not doing on the main show. It's the only way you can hear those is by supporting us. Things like Cats movie. Shit, did uh, we see that this year too? Uh, we did, but it technically counts as last year because it came out last year. We didn't watch no, it okay. until it already came out, so it can't count. Cats movie. Uh, we did Bohemian Rhapsody exclusively on there. We've done a lot of stuff, so check it out. Um, we also have our T Public store. The link is on our website right on the front page. You can get cool stuff with the podcast branding on it, T-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, uh, notepads, masks. Um, and that also helps monetarily support the show. So check that out. I've got a couple things here. First off, I want to give a shout out to Emily, uh, who is checking out our show uh, on Twitter a few weeks ago. And I promised her I'd give her a shout out while she's listening while running. Um, and I told her it would probably take a few weeks because I tend to forget these things. So Emily, big ups to you, much like the state of Myanmar. Um, so we will add you to the list of big ups. You and Myanmar. I will also suggest you check out on CBS All Access the documentary Console Wars. This is a, uh, I want to say about an hour and a half, 
almost two hour documentary about the late 90s when Nintendo had Super Nintendo and the NES and Sega came out with the Genesis and it's all about the two of them fighting over market share. Uh, so much better than the Netflix higher score documentary. I talked about Netflix higher score on uh, Patreon a couple months ago and how disappointing it was. This is so much better than that. So definitely check that out if it's a subject you're even remotely interested in. And I would say check out The Craft Legacy on Amazon Prime because that, my friends, we'll be talking about next week on the podcast. But that is going to do it for episode 325 of the So Is Her Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Boo, Beckman. <laughs> <laughs> And Adam Wallyhawk. Thanks for having me again. Everybody, please go to YouTube. I've been putting in a lot of work. Yes, please watch these videos so Adam doesn't quit doing that after Aubrey <laughs> quits for watching these bad movies I make her watch. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs>